Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. To those who said the Ford government would pay no attention to the environment, our response today, not making everyone happy for certain, but the plan is called Preserving and Protecting Our Environment for Future Generations, a Made in Ontario Environment Plan, and it was unveiled by Environment Minister Rod Phillips earlier. Now, this guy, Rod Phillips, I know him a bit. He's one smart dude, and I've, I've had reason to deal with him. My view is that he wouldn't sign his name to nonsense, and that what he's got is a plan that incentivizes businesses to avail themselves of a $400 million fund to put forward plans for projects that enhance their businesses and at the same time incorporate low or non-polluting components and clean tech. It also projects into the future when we will generally be less reliant on hydrocarbon vehicles. Now, what it doesn't do is entertain any concept of taxation. Joining us to discuss this is an old friend of ours, Peter Tabbins, who is both environment critic and, of course, the MPP for Toronto Danforth. Welcome, Peter. Peter, it's great to be with you. All right. So I know that um, you don't buy this because no, right. I know you. So t- tell me your reaction. Well, you're right about one thing. Rod Phillips is a smart guy, and I got a lot of respect for him. But this bill that he's brought forward, this plan he's brought forward, is going to mean that you'll be paying out of your regular taxes to make a lot of polluters wealthier than they would have been. I think it makes sense, Peter, that a big company that pollutes should pay for that or reduce their pollution, one or the other. But going out there and saying, we're going to give you money out of people's pockets so that you can reduce your pollution, I don't think that makes sense to your average person, frankly. But you the other thing, but I, but I just have to throw in, Peter, the other thing sure. is, this plan is not going to protect us from dangerous climate change. It is not going to go anywhere near that. Even if it works, it wouldn't do that. It doesn't even come close to the, uh, the targets that were set in Paris to protect us from a dangerous heating up of the planet. So I don't know where this came from, um, but I do know it's a plan that doesn't work and it's going to cost people money out of their pockets that it shouldn't take out of their pockets. Well, what, you know, the one thing that you've said a couple of times is money costs people money out of their pockets. And I agree that there is a cost. I mean, you don't get any, there's nothing for nothing, right? Peter, so, so true. Okay, so if that's true, then you either are going to pay somehow because this is tax money that's going to be shelled out towards these projects. And if you don't do it that way, then you're going to have cap and trade, which we did, and it's been canceled. Or you're going to have a carbon tax, which Trudeau says he's going to impose uh, in about, what, a month because January 1st. So one way or the other, you're sticking your hand in your pocket and you're providing money to the government to use as it sees fit to move us from a situation where Ontario has now uh, moved 22% towards reducing emissions uh, of a target of 30% that we have to meet about 10 or 12 years down the road. It seems to me that this is eminently doable. Well, first of all, I have to say to you that the the cap-and-trade program was structured so that increasingly the big polluters would be paying the bills. You know, they started off low, but they would have been paying more and more with less and less burden on ordinary people. What what uh, Ford has done here is put all the burden on ordinary people to pay money that in turn gets paid 
to big polluters. I don't think that's the way most people want the world to work. That's my opinion. Okay. Um, but, but the other reality is that we're in a situation where the world's temperatures are going up and up. We're seeing more and more extreme weather. We're seeing you know, billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar storms uh, that are going to affect our standard of living. And this plan is not going to have the impact it needs. It's, it's, it's not going to keep the temperature down the way it needs to be kept down. It's consistent with the Trudeau plan, which I have to tell you, Peter, is a disastrous plan. What Trudeau has in place, his climate targets, are rated globally as amongst the worst. Uh, they're up there with Russia and China and Saudi Arabia, um, the weakest. And so to say that, yes, I'm compliant with Canada's climate plan, says that you're in a bunch of bad company when it comes to taking on climate change, and really that people are just going to be in a very tough situation when the cost of living goes up with higher food prices, uh, higher insurance costs because of damage to homes, to businesses, to whole cities. Uh, this is a, a loser from beginning to end. Okay, well, I, the, the problem for me is that uh, I don't disagree with the fact that we have to address this issue. Yeah. But I, but I think at the end of the day, the end of the day being the, the point at which uh, Paris is either achieved or it's not, yeah. we're not going to get there. And we're not going to get there because we have to deal with, even if we make all of the targets, and it doesn't seem likely that we will as Canada for reasons you've well outlined, yeah. uh, we're not going to make it as a world because the world has Russia and India and China and uh, a bunch of other uh, developing countries that are they're just not really interested and they're not going to do it now that doesn't mean we shouldn't pull our weight it doesn't yeah. mean we shouldn't go beyond our weight so I think we can agree on that but here's how I see the idea even if the idea has to be modified further as it goes down the road uh -huh. I think what he's trying to develop is a carrot where taxes are necessarily always a stick either way that you get there the idea is you try to get there am I right well Yes, but you can have things that work and don't work. Australia's plan for climate action is pretty much what has been adopted here. And Australia's plan has been a total failure. And they put in billions of dollars. They put in billions. This, this government's not talking about putting in billions. The failure there, I think, is a really strong wake-up call to us here in Ontario to say, this is a path that's been gone down. It leads nowhere. It leads to disaster in a hotter world. Uh, if the, the minister hasn't looked at what's going on in Australia and has still gone ahead with this plan. That's not responsible. It's irresponsible. All right. So let's let's talk about something that's a little bit more at the thirty thousand foot level. Sure. We're in we're in evolution now. We have new people, younger people, more environmentally conscious people, and I know many of them, as I know you do as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're the people who are now moving into positions where they're running companies. And I, I believe in, in what they think and I believe in what they're doing. Do you not believe, as I do, that, that they're going to uh, do much more than our generation has at leading us forward into a cleaner future? And therefore, perhaps Rod Phillips has glommed onto something, which is they actually will come forward with projects where they say, I need $10 million uh, of tax credits or of money. I'm going to put in $50 million and here's what we're going to build. Because what they're talking about here is uh, investments that will result in at least a billion dollars of additional economic activity. Um, Peter, here's where I agree with you and here's where I disagree. I think there is a big generational change. I think people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, can see what's coming, and they want a world where they can raise kids safely, where they aren't going to face the out-of-control costs from extreme weather. 
that's that's really there and you see a lot of innovation going on i saw a lot of it in renewable energy you see it in people pushing for electric vehicles there's a real understanding out there that that gives me a huge amount of hope and so you're right to to note those folks but frankly when it comes to people or companies that are polluting big time um i would say charge them now and if they are willing to uh reduce and work with you then give them loans or whatever uh, but the the bulk of it has to come out of their pockets not out of the pockets of people who are barely able to hold things together um, with the old cap and trade program and peter i had huge huge problems with what the liberals did there was a lot of inadequacy there but at least they were flowing money back into the hands of ordinary people who needed to upgrade their windows upgrade their doors reduce their energy bills and reduce their emissions those folks are left out in this this is all big companies making bucks, and I don't think that makes sense in this society. I don't think this is where most people want to go. Most people think you should be helping ordinary families cut their emissions, cut their costs, and if you've got big companies that are polluting too much, charge them for it. And once they put money into the pool, if there are some that are really willing to go forward, well, work with them as well. Okay, quick last question because we're running out of time, yep. and I think this is the, the crux of it. Yep. If, if in June things had gone a little bit differently and there were an NDP government, arguably you might well be the Environment Minister of Ontario, and as you may well be three years from now, Who knows? what would you be doing? Um, well, first of all, we'd be revamping that Liberal plan really dramatically because it, it wasn't moving us fast enough. Um, we would be putting a lot of money into hospitals and schools, people's homes. Uh, we'd be making loans to small businesses for them to cut their emissions. We'd be um, making sure that our transit systems were much more uh, electrically powered than diesel powered. Uh, there are a variety of things there you can do, change the building standards that I think could give you a really fast-moving and job-creating kind of climate plan. Uh, and frankly, we'd also be looking very seriously at meeting those targets. Um, the old cap-and-trade system was generating a few billion a year. You can actually do a lot of economic development while you're cutting your emissions with those kinds of dollars. What we've got now is a pop gun uh, that will make some people very well off but isn't going to protect us and our families. And that's a huge problem. And that's why I think that this government's really irresponsible on this issue. The other side of the story from Peter Tabbins, who is environment critic, and of course the MPP for Toronto Danforth. Peter, as always, thank you. Thank you very much, Peter. Have a good evening. You too. And I'm Peter Sherman. You're listening to Global News Radio.